We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm uh, I'm Neil McCready. That's Tyler Siski here with you on a uh, Monday, November the 21st. Hope everybody is having a um, safe and happy beginning to uh, Thanksgiving week. As we record this, uh, U.S. and Wales playing in their opening World Cup game. The U.S. scored um, on a through goal from uh, Pulisic. I can't remember who got the goal. Um, what does that mean, a through goal? It was a perfect pass down the middle. Okay. And uh, – he, uh, he scored, goalkeeper came out, but it was too late. Because I can't be the only one listening to this podcast right now that doesn't know what that means. Got the goal, so the U.S. leads one nothing. They are in the 49th minute as we tape this, so probably by the end of the show we'll know the outcome of, uh, of this particular contest. But uh, we're going to talk a lot of football here on the show. Obviously, it's uh, coming to the end of the regular season. It's rivalry week. you got the Egg Bowl, the Iron Bowl, the Apple Cup, all those games uh, this weekend. So all those happening all over the country. We'll talk about um, the end of the season. Tyler has a belief that December the 1st is uh, a really important date. We'll talk about why that is the case. Uh, We'll talk more about the Lane Kiffin saga. Make it stop, please. Mommy, make it stop. It's been two months. It's been two months of this. Well, the problem is is we started talking about it before. Now's the week to talk about it. Shit's getting real now. I talked about it when it was getting real. I knew it was getting real in October. I'm apparently one of the few people in Oxford that, that did Well, you it. wore yourself out, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I did. You could have not told anybody. Uh, it's firing season. Tyler's got some thoughts on that, as you might imagine. And we're going to answer a uh, question from a, a, one of our uh, listeners. And uh, then we'll talk about the road to Boise, which is over. Uh, Tyler's going to win. I knew last week was going to be a nightmare, and it was. It's and not over yet, man. I'm not, I don't count my chickens. It's pretty much, uh, pretty much toast. This week, uh, we'll tape on Wednesday morning at 11, and Tyler will have to make his picks first. I made my picks first last time. Well, last week, we were tied. When I was up eight, you had made me make my picks first. So that you, you, you don't want to. You don't right. want me. I wouldn't do that to you, though. Okay. 
if I win, I want to win. I don't want to do it cheating. So uh, we'll talk about all of those things and uh, and more here in, in uh, just a minute. Thanks to everybody for being in the stream with us. We appreciate you uh, more than you know. Uh, I need to pull up my uh, little... Your readers? My readers, yeah. I've got... It's been a... Cramming three days into one or two is can, can make, tell me, make boss. things a little complicated, as you know. I'm swamped. Yeah, I am too. Um, but not bad. Kind of ready. Whatever. If 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 what I think happens happens, I'm I'm pretty much ready for it. Okay. From a content standpoint, you know, you try to be prepared. It's happening. Yeah, I think it is too. I've, I've thought that for a while. Uh, we're brought to you by uh, Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits. Achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Uh, I've got, Tyler brought them today. I'd put some in the fridge. Um, I've got the orange dreamsicle. And I am rolling with the Melon Mania. It's, melon been, mania. it's been a minute for the Melon Mania. It's one of my favorites. All right, where do you want to start? Well, let's just go ahead and let's get it over with. Since over you with. said it, what's happening. You said Tyler says what's happening. You you are firmly in the camp of Lane Kiffin is the next head coach at Auburn. So, for a long time, I have stated on here that I think Freeze was going to be the next head coach at Auburn, and my reasoning behind that is also said that Lane Kiffin was going to be Auburn's first choice. Um, I thought that once. Lane went through everything and saw where everything was at that he would not uh, basically back out of it. Um, I woke up – Saturday was a very uh, eye-opening day for me on many levels with phone calls and things like that. Yep. Um, Saturday changed my mind. My odds changed on Saturday. Uh, my betting odds went from about – I would say I was probably in the 65-35 camp on freeze – um, to where I'm probably about 75% that maybe 80% Kiffin's going to be the next head yeah, coach at Auburn. I went from about 55-45 Kiffin was going to go to by the end of the day, and this was without the broadcast that I've heard a lot about, and had I heard the broadcast, I may have even thought more. But I didn't hear the broadcast. I still haven't heard the broadcast, so I'm taking that out. Yeah, that's funny, by the way. Um. Based on conversations that I had, based on what I saw, and then based on Lane's answers to my questions and others on Saturday, I probably by the end of, by the time that I put my head on the pillow at around 2 a.m. Sunday in Fayetteville, I probably had gone from 55-45 to 80-20, and today I'm probably 85-15. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. A hundred percent, not there. You, I don't think you'd ever get a hundred percent in a coaching search. No, and you hear just enough doubt out there that you you don't really know where that's coming from. Trying to figure that out, like where's the doubt? But there does appear to be. I don't know. If it's, I don't know if desperation's the right word. In fact, it's probably not. I'm struggling to come up with the word right now. Where Ole Miss is right now, there. They're, it's not panic. It's in that realm. There's a word that I'm searching for, and I can't find it in my feeble little head. Right <laughs> well, moment. my feeble head doesn't have it. It's, but it's in that ballpark of those words where they're. I, it, I think there's frustration. 
I think there's I – mean, I get it. I think there's some anger. Um, I do begin to sense a little resignation. And look, I, I said this this morning, this is big boy football. And if you want to be a big boy and your coach is going to leave, well, today is November the 21st. All day long. And he's going to leave on Thanksgiving's the 24th. If he leaves, he's leaving sometime between the 25th and the 27th, my yeah. opinion. And so you've got to be ready to roll. Yeah. And, and because if I'm Ole Miss, I don't have time to gnash teeth and throw stuff against the wall. I got to move on. I got to go get my guy. And that can be problematic with some of the things that we're about to talk about because you've got championship games. You've got this December 5th portal date that's coming up. You've obviously got the December 21st National Signing Day date. You got stuff, and it comes fast in that month, and you don't have a lot of time to wait. Now, you can get a deal done with the coach playing in a championship game and keep it quasi-quiet or not. You can get a deal done and let the coach coach the game. But you got to start getting some people in who can communicate with guys in the portal. Hey, Coach X is going to be here. He's coaching his team in the championship game. But he's coming. Yeah, it's going to be – I'm kind of saying my my date would have been December 1st. You're going through a coaching change. I don't care if it's Auburn, if it's Ole Miss, if it's whoever. You're going through a coaching change. You best have a guy in place on your campus by December the 1st. And that's with the new rules and everything else. Because that's to get ready for December 5th? Well, you gotta you got to catch your kids before they leave to go home. Right. right? Right. That's one. Two is this is you got to go. All right. You got four days to talk whoever you need to talk into not going into the portal. So if you got somewhere that has a marquee player, you got four days to convince them that they need to stay and play for you. Because if you're not in place on December the 5th, every player that you have on your roster that's worth his weight in gold is going to be in that portal. It's going to happen. And so if you don't, if you're sitting there and you're waiting and waiting and, and, you know, it's just it's not a it's a bad thing, man. It's a it's it's bad for all involved. Um, phone, do not disturb. Um, phone blowing up already. That's fun. Um, but let me say this: Thursday, while we were on our show, right before our show, Keith Carter and Ole Miss came to Lane with a new contract. Is that correct? Yes, it's a it's a multi year deal. My understanding is it's worth it has an AAV and it's a baseball term annual yep. average value of nine million dollars. Okay, so it's probably do you know the, well I know the length of term. Um, My guess is by four the time years. it's it's so <clears throat> it's four years though. We're saying it's four years, thirty six million. However, they escalate it. Well, they can extend it out six seven years. But you get into stuff that you can't announce publicly, and I'm just telling you, yeah. I think Lane wants it announced publicly. And here's the thing, just so the fans – I know there was a, there's a lot of people going, oh, we're six years too, we can do this. Here's the problem with the law, okay, is it says that publicly you can announce for four years. Is that correct? Is that what we're saying? Which I know – I do. I know it's correct. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> it is. I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. just saying. Here's the problem. You can have these automatic rollovers and things like that, but here's the problem is once they say you're fired, the most you can have left in your contract is four years. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So the, that, that's the most you can have. Because when would you not roll over a coach when you're planning to do what? 
expired. Okay, so at that point, you're not going to roll him over. He's going to go through that next season. Now he has three years left to go put in his piggy bank. Well, if you go sign an eight-year deal somewhere else, man, you got eight years. If they decide to fire you after a year or two, then you got six left. That's where the years come into play. Is it's the second they decide to fire you or basically not roll you over, you got three years left on your contract. That's the problem. Um, that's where the years that's everybody's trying to say, well, we can do this. That that is the actual problem with the years. Because I don't think anybody's explaining what the problem is. All right, but two is this. Did he sign that contract? To my knowledge, he has not signed it. If he would have signed it, don't you think we would have heard by now? Um, from a public relations standpoint, I would be stunned if he. It'd be bad PR if they haven't. If well, and I know they have good PR people in place. If look, if if you were, if you're Lane Kiffin in the scenario where that deal is is good, you love it, feels great, you're gonna stay. You know, all these dates are coming too. Um, you know that you've had success in the portal in the past. You know you're going to need to get into the portal again because look at the snap counts from Saturday night. You've got to go add players. Um, you could erase all the doubts. You could build some momentum, all that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, is it is it possible that they've agreed to the terms and that he's going to sign it and he just hasn't done it yet or they, or he, they haven't announced it? I, I guess. It makes no sense at all. And I'm an Occam's Razor guy. The most lame thing ever would be at y'all's press conference this afternoon. He just going out the door is like, hey, by the way, I signed the contract. That would be the most lame thing ever. That would be that – would, but that would be dumb, right? I mean, if you're going to do it, you want to pub it, right? It's, it's, it's why – Yeah, I know, I'll get it. I'm it's just why messing. on Saturday night, right, the people are upset about uh, Cole and Rogers and all of them. <laughs> I talked but, to Cole, by the way. But here's the thing. If you're, <laughs> if you're Ole Miss, you know those guys are down there. Like, I, I, I was in the stadium early. I was going to go to a tailgate that the girls had asked me to go to, and so I got to the stadium. How cold was it? It was cold. Yeah. It wasn't as cold as I thought it was going to be. But was I, as I was, cold as Boise? It's probably a primer for Boise. Um, I have some thoughts after. Would you have been uncomfortable with a short sleeve shirt on? Well, I'm not going to wear a short sleeve shirt. <laughs> That's not the rule. The rule is no jacket and no sweatshirt. <laughs> not changing the damn rules as we go. I didn't say anything. Yeah. I didn't say anything. Okay. Yes, I would have been. Un- I would have been uncomfortable. I just in a asked if you shirt. would have been uncomfortable in a short sleeve shirt. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Y'all see how you took that in real personal right there? Yeah, we're not. Changing that was the, the real rules. Neil right there. We're not changing the rules. Um, so I got there early. And I ended up not being able to find the tailgate. It was gonna, and one of my girls called and said, "It's cold. I'm going home." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And uh, and the other one, I don't know where she was. And so I was like, "Nah, I'm not doing it." And so I went back into the press box. My point is, I was in the press box super early, and I noticed down on the sidelines, Ole Miss probably got there at 4:45. Okay. And uh, I noticed a little after five o'clock, Cole down on the Cole Kubelik down on the sidelines was talking to Marty Biaggi, Ole Miss's special teams coach. My point is this, is Cole was down there. Those guys were accessible. And if someone from Ole Miss had wanted to go up to them and go, hey, can we talk to you about our NIL packets? Can we tell you what we have? They could have done that. That's my point, is you can do that level of PR. They're down there. Cole would have absolutely taken an audience with Ole Miss people if they'd wanted to. And so what ended up happening on Saturday night, apparently, I haven't seen it, but where it made it sound like it was just a done deal that that Lane's gone and that he's going to take players with him and NIL this and NIL that, you you could have prevented some of that. Yeah, I mean, 
Look, I mean, there were people mad about him. Them, that's what they do. Like when you watch the show, when you do their show, if they get a game that's out that's out of hand, and that game started getting out of hand in the second half, it and did. I mean, it's forty-two to six. There's the outcome of that game was over two plays into the second half. Agree. I turned it off. Um, the uh, but anyway, the Arkansas fans. He was he was telling me he's like I'm getting killed on Twitter, social media by Ole Miss fans, but. Auburn fans and Arkansas fans loved it, so he goes, "I pleased, I pleased sixty-six uh, percent of the crowd." So you know, um, but it kind of is what it is. But there's a lot of emotion going on right now, and that's there's no denying that. Um, I forgot where I was going to go with this a second ago, but oh, here's what I was going to say: is like Keith hasn't. If I was Keith, which I'm not, obviously, once he didn't sign that contract. I would treat it just like we did in recruiting when we had a kid committed to us, okay, and he decided to go take an official visit somewhere else. That's cool. If you think you have to do that, that's awesome. That is your right. You have the right to do that. But by doing that, by not signing the contract, you give me the right to go shop too. If you're shopping, I'm shopping. Yeah. And at that at that moment in time, you maybe you say 24 hours, whatever it is, if you say, hey, I'm not signing this, then I'm going to go start shopping too because December 1st is a real day. Okay, and December 5th is even realer, or more real, or whatever the correct English uh, term is. You Bo- better, both apply, but yes. You better have a guy in place and ready to go. Now, the positive, I will say this from Ole Miss, is when you've got that kind of money, you can go get who you want. Go get them. Go buy them. Go do what just happened to you to somebody else. And there are plenty of candidates out there to do that with. Um, now, Especially if you have $9 million you got a nine million dollars to go shop. Let's, you, you can, let's go shopping. You can go shop in the, in the nice stores. Yeah. And then, Keith, if you get bored and you can't find anybody, we can biff poge this thing, Neil. What a save. We can biff poge this. See, I got a business across the street. Yeah. I don't need the salary. I'll donate all of it back to the collective, and we'll go buy some players, and we'll win a national championship in three years. You're going to donate. So let me, let me make this clear. You are – Because I can go get the players. You are saying that you would accept the Ole Miss coaching job. For free. And take the nine million dollars a year, and you would put it into straight back into the collective, the collective and go buy players. Yeah, let me tell you how I would do it, though. Let me tell you what I would do. I go to our friends at Walk Ons. Okay. Okay. And I would donate. Walk Ons would become whether they liked it or not, they would become a Grove Collective member. And then what we would do is we'd take one million dollars from that salary pool, and I would go get all thirty-five because you have basically thirty-five, give or take two or three, with a, a Title Nine number. Thirty-five walk-ons on a team, right? So all these kids that that we were, you know, you'd never miss a kid going to Memphis ever again. These kids from Mississippi that are going to Southern Miss and turn out to be good players and all that stuff, we would go put them as walk-ons, but uh-huh. pay for their all their school, so they'd be on scholarship. So we'd have hundred and twenty dudes on scholarship. Okay, you with me? I'm with you. All right. Then I'm going to take my other $8.5 million that I got, and I'm going to pay every scholarship football player on our team $100,000 cash. But that's not how we're, we're going to say it. When we go sign them, every player is going to get a $500,000 NIL deal because it's 100000 over five years. You with me? I'm with you. So, and then whatever, and then we're going to go get uh, my guy at, uh, my guy at uh, uh, Park Ave, Jeff Hoffman. Yeah. He's going to get our top players, and he's going to get all the stuff on top of it. There we go. Look at you. No one can ever say that you are not a charitable, charitable. I'll do it for free. If y'all want to win a national championship, we can go do that. I don't need the money. 
Would you still come do the podcast every week? Call her. Oh, that's part of the deal. It'd be McCready and Siski from wherever you wanted to. We could do it from the office. We could do it from. We could just go different areas across campus. We it would sound game. weird for me to say, "Hey, this is Neil McCready." That's uh, Ole Miss football coach Tyler Siski. I mean, uh, Coach K did it at Duke, right? Didn't he have a show? Why he, he was? He did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, coach why not? K show, yeah. But that's what we should do, man. All right. Well, that's that's a thought. If that's if you get hung up and you can't and you can't, uh, we wouldn't lose any players. Go give uh, Quinshawn Junkins half a million dollars. Balt. I mean, why not? And we could tamper like hell. Well, that's to me. That's the reason December first is important. Is those we could hire we could hire Brendan as our recruiting director. <laughs> <laughs> the the tampering the tampering uh, portal is alive and well, and right now is the time that you need to be doing your best tampering, and you need to have somebody in place to do it. Being, oh yeah, being real. Yeah, I go get my guys from uh, Cutter National Team, like my man Sammy says here, and we go to, we go to work. And we just go buy them all off. There you go. Uh, all right, let's see. Um, what have we missed? Uh, oh, the portal guys. There's new portal rules. You've touched on this before. Why is it that it's even more important now that you don't miss on a portal? Yeah, game? just this is a reminder, and and this is the thing that's going to be really hard for the portal this year is once you got them, once you take them out of the portal, they're yours now. So if you take a freshman that was a five-star and he was recruited by all these people and you take him and he doesn't pan out, he is going to be on your 85 until his eligibility exhausts. So you got to make sure – and that's why you need time, you know, in the portal to make sure you're getting the right guys and not make a rash decision. Because if you make a rash decision and you get it wrong, you're going to be stuck with that guy for five years, whether he could, whether he could quit the team and you still he's still on your 85. Because remember, that was a question we had earlier. Yeah. If he quits the team, you make him quit, you, he still counts as your 85. His education is getting paid for. I have a question from a listener. Davis Ken wanted to know, is there any reason to expect a coach not to go to the highest bidder? That's a complicated question. I think it matters on where you at where you are at in your career. Okay. okay so let's take somebody like Kane Womack, who's a good friend of ours, good friend of the show, right? Thirty five year old. Thirty five years second old. Second year coach at South Alabama. Okay. So you're he's starting backwards, right? So he's going, Okay, how long do I want to coach? Okay. Well he's got very easily a good twenty five, thirty years left in him, right? So he doesn't want to just go take a, a head coaching job, which I guarantee you. You think it, Melissa wants him out of the house that long? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. She definitely wants him out for 30 she years. She doesn't want him bothering her? No, for 30 years. Running around the Melissa's house? Melissa's good for 30. Okay. But Kane doesn't want to go, which he, I guarantee you, if he talked to his agent, he could probably go find a job this year that would pay him whatever, probably five times what he's making now. I, I'm assuming he's making around. He's making around seven hundred thousand. Okay, so he can make very easily. I've done some homework. Oh, you, sounds like you've done some homework. Yes, he could go get a job very easily for four or five million dollars this year. But what if it's in a wrong situation? Right, that has no NIL or whatever. Well, he's just going there to get fired, and then what's he going to do after that? You Nothing. You have to go back into Had the to go back into everything thing and start over again. So he's in a good situation where he's got it. I mean, he's got twenty-one of his twenty-two starters coming back for next year on a team that's just won nine games, and they got one game. He, I mean, he's one game short. By the way, that he's favored by sixteen points this weekend of winning ten games at South Alabama, and he has twenty-one of twenty-two starters coming back. Like that, let that sink in for a second. No, he should have a very good team coming back next year. So he's got the, people excited. 
He's probably going to have a little bit of NIL money, at least at that level, to go do some things in the lower portions of the portal. To try to keep the ones that he wants and to, to keep. keep his yeah. guys, maybe add a couple of things in the portal. No, he should have a very good team next year. So for people like that, to answer your question, it's not about money. It's about the end game and getting the right job to go compete for championships. Now, how old is Lane? Is Lane 40? I know he's like three or four years older than me. Lane will be 48 in April. Okay, so he's about three years older than me. I hate myself. All right. And, look, if he's trying to sign an eight, nine, ten-year deal, this may be it. You know what I mean? Like, Lane doesn't want to coach till he's 87 years old. So, now it gets into a little bit more of let's retirement nest egg. Let's see where we're at. This is – we're coming to the end of the career. And – the it's bad timing for a lot of fans, but at the same time, his name is as hot as it's going to get right now. It's hot, and you have to strike while the iron's hot. And people can say, well, I mean, no, guys, he was coaching at FAU, okay? I mean, like – The Kiffin question is twofold, and I think we're getting to the place where it doesn't matter anymore. One is, and I maintain this, it is a horrific fit. How it works out, yeah. I'm fascinated. Totally fascinated because something – hey, look, something's got to give. Something's got to give. Either Auburn's got to chill with the, hey, you got to do this family thing and we're all part of this group hug and – no, he ain't going to do any of that. Or or Lane's got to be like, okay, I, I, you guys want that. I'm, even though I hate it, I'll do it, which I'm betting against. I would bet against that. I've covered him for three years now. <laughs> like, but, like I, I was laughing. Someone goes, someone goes, you know, he doesn't even wear all of his stuff. And I'm like, he ain't going to wear your stuff either. <laughs> And hey, and here's the and he's a Nike guy. Lane's yeah. a big yeah. Air Jordan guy. Hey, I have a feeling and, and he won't so, give a shit. And so, you know, like when Auburn goes, Hey, you can't wear those, I'm gonna tell you what his answer is gonna be. Watch me. <laughs> He'll take his three hundred dollar fine every time he gets a picture I mean, taken. You know, and, and he'll have plenty of money. You know, I don't know what all happens, but it, it will be fascinating. That's number one. And then number two <laughs> That's good. It's true though. It's true. I mean it, it's it's not an insult on either party. Like Auburn's a certain sort of way, and Lane Kiffin's a certain sort of way, and the two ways, they don't mesh at all. Like the Venn diagram of here's how Auburn is, and the Venn diagram <laughs> of here's how Lane Kiffin is. There's no they don't match. there's no overlap. Like uh, with I, like for example with Ole Miss, like Lane Kiffin's really pretentious. Ole Miss is really pretentious. Like they're they're right there together. What I thought though. I thought the reason that he might roll the dice on another year or two is because of some of the jobs that are going to be coming open that I know through people who have talked to him, he thinks are more attractive than Auburn. Oh, That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Turns out I was just probably wrong. And ultimately he decided, hey, if I'm right, he decided bird in the hand versus bird in the bush or whichever. How do you do that? Hand in bush? Bird in the hand's better than two in the bush. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> that's good. I will say what I, the phone conversation I had Saturday, and I'll say this again, and I've said it. I really haven't. The only thing that I've that's changed and what I've said is my favorites and my betting lines have moved a little bit. Yep. But being an Auburn guy, growing up an Auburn guy, playing there or sitting there and watching everybody else play, Lane Kiffin. And we've said it before when they fired Harson. I mean, Grind's been on the show for a long time. He's not. He's one Auburn fan that's been here for a long time. Auburn needs somebody like Lane Kiffin. Bad. I just don't know if they're going to be able to deal with it. Yeah. 
at the end of the day. That's what I said. I'm fascinated. If it happens, they need I'm somebody to tell them to, to sh- shut the. I'm see. I'm trying to be good, mom. Shut the mess up. Yep. This is how we're going to do it. They need that. Yeah. Now, it's all honeymoons and snow clouds and bunny rabbits in December. If you told me it fell apart this weekend, I would tell you that it fell apart over one word: autonomy. Yeah, a hundred percent. Which is what Which I've is been saying hey, the whole time. Hey, and hey, I just gave you your catchphrase for next year: autonomy. A U. They don't do that autonomy. anymore, though. Did they stop? I think Terry Bowden stopped that. He was the last one to do it. He did yeah. it every year. Attitude. Well, they were running out of things with AU. There's only so much you I can mean, go. You can only do audacious for so many times. It's like the worst job in America is the recruiting office that hasn't come up with these uh, catchphrases with the class in it. Yeah. Like, I could never do that. I was terrible at that. Um, but, yeah, um, it's a terrible fit. They need it, though. It's just who's going to win. Um, but it is what it is. Neil, you got a busy afternoon. Have you got your question figured out what you're going to ask today? Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't have a lot of questions. I asked them on Saturday night. I watched uh, Brandon Marcello beat me to the punch on the last question. Um, it's been asked. He's answered. <laughs> 36 hours later, I don't know how the answers change. Did y'all make nice in the press conference the other day? The uh, press we box? We actually did. So y'all friends now? Um, we Peaceful? Made, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, it was good. I like it. Yeah. Hey, before we move on, we got a bunch of people in here today. If y'all don't mind helping my man nail out because he only has a few hairs left on his head, if y'all could please hit the like button and the subscribe button for all of our new Auburn fans in there. If you hit the subscribe button, it'll help my man nail out. It's he, true. And uh, got too many people in here, and we got 19 likes with like 312 people in here. Go ahead and knock that thing out for me. Hit that like button, help my man out. Um, but look, at the end of the day, and we'll move Come on. on. We'll get there. I have no idea what's going on. Everybody's going to be fine. Um, Keep it there. All right, Neil, you know what season it is? It's firing season. Oh, coaching firing season. I was trying to think losing season. Yeah, we're getting there next. It's firing season. Um, As a coach that has been fired, I'm trying to think how many times I've been fired. Well, not me directly, but the staff I've been on. Once, let's go backwards, twice, three times. A lady. Yeah, three times I've been fired, or the staff I've been on has been yeah. fired. Um, I know as fans, and we are, we have a bunch of uh, uh, fans on both sides in here today that are very emotional and understand this. Please remember this, because nobody else requests this, so I'm going to be an old coach requesting this. Please remember there are families involved before you go and – uh, talk bad about a coach after he's been fired. Talk bad about all you want to before he gets fired. But after a coach gets fired, just let it be done. Well, and there's a staff full of people that didn't get the big buyout. Yes, there you go. And then people are like, hey. Like, I don't feel sorry for the head coach that get, walks out with $17 million. I do feel yeah. sorry for the recruiting guy down the, down the hall that's going to get bumped who's walking out with like 400 bucks. Yeah, just just be, be mindful of that, you know. Um, it's very going through it myself. Really, I didn't have to go. The hardest my kids ever took anything was when we left Ole Miss the first time going to Alabama because they were coming of age. Yeah. Like I say of age to where they understand six, seven years old. Sure. And they didn't understand why we were going by ourselves because we had moved 
basically had all their friends in Jonesboro, and we all moved here together. So they still had the same friends. Right. And so it was the first time we kind of left and went up and did our own thing. That was hard. And then when uh, Matt got fired here, we got fired in December. Um, them finding out on social media and TV before I could get home was tough. Yep. That was something that I will right, wrong, or indifferent, and I understand everything, but right, wrong, or indifferent, I would like to punch some people in the fucking mouth about that because of the way my what was told to us, what was promised to us, and then how it actually went down. So I'll say that. I still feel bad about it. That was my one F-bomb for the day. Sorry, Mom. Um, but I know I get it. I understand. Yeah. Once I, once I had heard it the way I had heard it, because I can remember you saying, hey, we're trying to get home, and I said, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I understand. Yeah, and I knew you did. I mean, I mean people got their we're job. still friends. Yeah, I mean, you know. it has nothing to do with it. By the way, has, this has nothing to do with the media. Right, right, right. I know that. Absolutely know zero that. to do with that because yeah, they have a job to do. Yeah. So, but there was some there was some things that uh, that were said and promised. that day was handled very poorly. Um, it was handled probably about as poor as you can handle. A I situation don't know like that, that you could handle a day more poorly than that day. I agree. And, and you know, and given the fact that the game was on a Thursday night, and that happened on on Sunday afternoon, the way that it did. Um, it was, it was poor. Yeah. So that was, that's all I'll say about that. But just keep that in mind. If you don't mind guys, just leave the, if it's, if it's over, let it be over and keep your emotions to yourself. But can you imagine, like, I, I'm, I'm not, let me tell you, this is going to be bad on social media here in, here in oh, about a week. It's going to be bad, dude. Yeah. Somebody's getting their ass roasted. No matter what happens, somebody's getting tore up. And you almost feel bad for like you know, Ole Miss fans. We're gonna we're gonna drop down to a viewership of one right here. Ole Miss fans <laughs> don't give a shit. But I feel bad for the Auburn well, I fans. Do. I'd like to I'd <laughs> yeah. like to stay higher than one, please. <laughs> Ole Miss uh, Auburn fans. If Lane Kiffin doesn't come, the next coach has no chance. It's gonna be a revolt. They are that. It's crazy, man. I've never seen two fan bases that are so freaking sure that they got the same guy. Somebody's gonna be wrong. Oh. Oh, that's an ACL that's, right there. That's uh, going to be a penalty, I'm afraid. A penalty? Oh, Hell, that's going to be a hospital No, that's visit. a penalty kick, I'm afraid, oh. where he gets a free shot. This this no beer, let me tell you, that that's where they lost me. No beer. What's the score? One to nothing? We one say nothing, nil. About to, is nil the word? They're about to get what they're, what's called a penalty kick. You've seen penalty kicks before. It's where he gets the – I've heard. Yeah, this is, this is a penalty <laughs> kick on that play. Where does it have to occur for it to be like an uninstructed penalty kick? Uh, That's what I don't in, understand. Inside the that the big box, ass square, the big box, yeah. So what's the? I think what's they call the, it the eighteen or what? I don't know. I never played. I've learned. Oh, a little chippy. They'll be all right. All right, you you want to give them a play by play? What's going on here? Since I have no idea. Uh, yeah, it's well, he's lining up for. I guess this is Gareth Bale is going to take the kick for. Uh, so you know for people on the other team. Yeah, Bale's a, a very, very prominent English Premier League player. Yeah, that's terrible. It's in the eighty-second minute as this goes. Oh, so this is kind of a big, big deal. So it's, it's a big moment. Yeah. Can they tie in this? Yes, because it's a, a group stage. So you get three points for a win, one point for a tie, and then there's a goal differential that. Oh, we're uh, tied. Bale puts it in 1-1. One, one. That turns out to be a massively big penalty. I'm surprised that my son's not screaming and throwing stuff. 
He might be. I just don't hear it. He um, might. He might be. Uh, all right. So brought to you. I'll by tell the you real quick. Y'all, we're brought to you by Walk On Sports Bistro. They put everything they got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth watering, made from scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp. Plus, enjoy fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of seventy plus TVs, forty plus ice cold beers on tap. Also, walk-ons can take care of all your tailgating needs. Inquire today about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters. Order online at walkons.com or on their convenient walk-ons app. Check out the walk-ons in Oxford or Ridgeland today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Neil, do you know what time it is, my friend? Uh, it's time for me to admit how badly I did last week, and it was really bad Over as Saturday uh, unfolded. It was really bad. I knew it was bad. I got one right. I barely got it right. Uh, And then on Sunday, as I was driving, luckily, everybody was calling me. And so I didn't have a chance to really hear the games. I would just ask Siri who was winning. And as the day went on, I was like, well, son of a bitch. Uh, The only one that I got right was Falcons Bears over. Got that one. Everything else was a total disaster, including last (laughs) night. I had Chiefs minus six. They didn't win. Uh, I could have gone with Bengals. Didn't. They won. Um, I, I bet against Iowa for the first time ever. I didn't. They choked. Um, <laughs> actually, they didn't choke. Minnesota choked. Um, Hugh Freeze's team was god-awful. I didn't watch anything. I did. I was running on a treadmill in Fayetteville watching Liberty. I was the one guy watching that going, what are we doing? And then I realized I was calling Liberty we, and I wanted to throw up. 
Um, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be happy to hear that. I don't care. Um, yeah, it's not like me and Hugh are really worried about each other. Hey, we did. Race. We do have some new followers on our. Uh, I know our podcast social media. Uh, I tried to cheer for you guys one time. That'll be the ones. Um, Kansas, my God, they got smoked by Texas. That was awful. Matt Campbell. You could have literally just faded yourself and had a hell of a week. Matt Campbell and Iowa State, that deals. He's an example of a guy who stayed too long. Yeah, but do you know, like, all kidding aside, you know this is the – they're now four and eight. They've had seven losses inside one score. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just one of those years. I've been there. That sucks. The year, ironically, the year that – one of those years that we got fired, uh, Hugh Freeze was our offensive coordinator, and that's when he got the head job. We went four and eight, and seven of our eight losses were inside of a score. Yeah, those are tough. It sucks, dude, because you know you're that close. Yeah. I mean, it's a play here, there. That's terrible. I'd rather get smoked. I would, too. I mean, I really would. I'd rather you kick my teeth in than lose like that. But, all right, Neil, the road to Boise update. Oh, let me ask you a coaching question. Yep. I told you I wanted to ask a coaching question. You're supposed to ask me a punt return question like last week. Well, I've got way. a punt return question, but we'll bring it another time. A lot of talk about Ole Miss Saturday night. Yep. At 42-6, to six, Ole Miss kept going. They made it a 42-27 to 27 game. But in doing so, a bunch of dudes played a lot, right? Because they yeah. don't have a deep team. A lot of offensive guys played 90-some-odd snaps. Ooh. A lot of defensive guys were in the 60s, 50s. They're going to play a Mississippi State team that played a home game earlier in the day against East Tennessee and uh, – um, East Tennessee, and they got their starters off the field pretty quickly. Yeah. If you're Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss on Saturday night, I know it's not your DNA, but is there any part of you in that moment that goes, hey, might be time to sort of send the white flag across the field. Let's fight for another day. Let's not lose two games tonight. We're not winning this one. Let's, yeah, we got we got a we got a rivalry game coming up on on Thursday night. We're not going to get back home until four in the morning. Should we get some guys off the field? Yes, I mean when you are outside, when you're watching on TV, or you're a fan, and you have enough time to think about that, sure, it goes through your mind. Um, but when you're playing in the game, call this weird, right? But. You're never thinking you're going to lose the game until it's over. Yeah. All right. And we can say we want to, and like, what are you talking about? It's 42 to six. It was. But they got back to what it was like. They got within 15 points at one time. Is that right? Yeah, very late. Two, very late. But now minutes. you're like, okay, we can kick an no, onside two kick. And no time we can outs, throw, right. we can throw this. You know, okay, we still got a chance. Like, you, you never want to give up if that's, you know, you don't ever want to show your players that you're going to give up now. I understand what you're saying. Um, sure, it does. Um, it probably wouldn't wise knowing you got a game. All right, let's start taking guys out. But at what expense? Okay, if you got a team that's only played what? I don't know, how many guys are there playing on offense right now? Like fifteen or sixteen. I mean, do, I mean, it's, who are you putting in? And then you're worried about execution. Now, do you make it worse? Um, you don't want to go get your freaking brains kicked in, right? Um, I was just wondering. Yeah. I was, it's, I was, as it was unfolding on Saturday it's hard. night. As it was unfolding on Saturday night, it was the one thing I kept watching. Like, there was a play, and I talked about this this morning. There was a play where Dart gets just flipped in the air, basically, yeah. and comes down funny. And I'm like, man, you get hurt right there. And this comeback attempt, which is 
fruitless. It's you're not coming back from forty two to six and winning the game. Um Yeah, it's just hard, dude. I mean, I've been there. Um you know, we did it we had the same kind of thing here. Um you know, we had to play Vanderbilt at night game one time and turn around had to play the egg bowl on Thursday. Um I don't know. I mean, we did the same thing LSU. Didn't we play LSU before uh, State one year? Yeah. I mean, same kind of thing. I mean, you got to – but it's just not in your DNA to do it. You just kind of do one game at a time. And, you know, if you do it the other way, you're not you're not practicing what you preach, which is be where your feet are. Right. That's true. All right. The road to Boise update. You can't avoid it any longer, Neil. I, I literally just went through how horrible mine was. Neil went two and nine, lost seven units. Neil's overall record is now 59, 65 and three at minus 4.63 units. I did not have a great weekend either, but I did manage to go just a little bit over 500. I went five, five and one, but I did hit my money line which I was plus .18 units. So my overall record is 62, 61, and, and 4 at a plus 2.21 um, clip, which gives me the lead with 22 games left to pick at plus 6.84 units. Yeah, you've won. At plus 6.84 units. You've won. I'm not counting my, my chickens to the eggs hatch, boss. Um, we've been here before because I managed to make up 16 units in the last two weeks. Last week was as I knew going into it was going to be awful, and it was even worse than I thought. I just had no time. Thursday, last Thursday for me was a nightmare, and I let it get to me more than I should have. My fault. (coughs) All right. Let's talk about some fun games here before we get off. All right. First of all, it was like upset Saturday, man. Um. And damn near. It could have been catastrophic. Damn Saturday. near a crazy upset Saturday. It was crazy. Um, TCU walks it off. And look, man, Sonny, by the way, I probably need to mention his name too. Sonny Dykes has got a little heat um, down in the plains, by the way. He's he's one of the other candidates. I know you asked me about that earlier. It took me a second. Um, Sonny Dykes got a little heat. A little, little, little heat down in the plains. He may be a sneaky, sneaky. They can't wait on him. Back door. Can't wait on him, though. That's the problem yep. like we talked about earlier. But nobody's talking about it because they were probably watching other games and everything. But, dude, you're about getting lucky. It was terrible clock management at the end of the game. TCU? Oh. Yeah. With no timeouts and like 20-something seconds, you got third down. So they spiked it on second down to stop the clock. But they're out of timeouts. And so to try to run the clock down some more, because it was like third and eight or whatever they did, they run the ball, so you can't spike it. And they had to go, you know, red field goal basically with guys that you know sprint to the line and kick a field goal without a warm up. Now maybe he's playing chess when we're all playing checkers, and maybe he doesn't want his kicker thinking about it. But dude rushed him out there, and dude, this dude hit it right down the middle. He I mean, did. He popped it. But that not in my that would have not been in my like. Sometimes like coaches get too cute with this end of the game scenario. Like you don't get extra points on the scoreboard or more credit for your win if you leave no time on the clock. Sometimes it's better just to take the lead with 10 seconds to go and, and, let, them, and let them try to throw, you know, the Stanford Cal play or something. But, like, I wouldn't have done that. That was too, that was too cute for me. Uh, but they win. I had them at minus two and a half. They win by one. Um, and then my Florida Gators go to Nashville, Tennessee. 
and they play the fighting Neil McCready's, the Vanderbilt Commodores. My guys. Wow. How about that? In all seriousness for a minute, how about the job that Clark Lee has done? You know, I told you this. I did. I told you this, and I've said it on the podcast. After the Ole Miss game, I was in the Vanderbilt building for a while. Talked to a few parents. Um, actually visited with some of their players. Did you go to the Commodore Walk? Uh, no, I, I was too emotional for that. Um, no, thanks. <laughs> but I was impressed by just things that I heard. Overhearing things guys were saying. They weren't. There was no, and they knew they were going to Georgia the next week, and they knew they were going to probably get popped, but there was absolutely no quit in their voices. And that's credit to them because in the past there's been quit at Vanderbilt. Neil, you doubled up because you said they were going to get one this year, and by God, they got two. They might get three. Easy, boss. You know, I put it like this. How about this? I will put the entire trip to Boise on that one if you want to bet that on the side. What's that, what are you saying? If you're telling me, if you, you take Vandy, I'll take Tennessee, and if you win, I'll, I'll do Boise. I'll go shirtless in Boise. You're not going shirtless because you're, you're going to get sick. Oh, I'm getting sick. That's happening. But if you lose, then you're, you automatically lose the, the competition. Well, I'm not – I'll think about it. <laughs> side bets, side bets. All right, but how about this, dude? Like – Anything, like some things I just wanted to scratch my head over. All right. There's a lot. By the way, I can't take it. The complaining about official stuff drives me nuts. Okay. I get it. But you want to talk about somebody getting screwed by the officials? At the end of the Vanderbilt game, Cuz just catches the ball and gets tackled at, at two yards short. Inbounds, two yards short. And you know what the officials did? No. Could you? They stopped the clock. Can you imagine? If that had, if if Florida's last play had been successful, can you imagine what we're talking about today? But everybody talks about that was just ineptitude. Like I was, I couldn't believe it. And then Clark Lee's having a conniption fit. You know, I guess so, because the game was over. I couldn't imagine what the Twitter feed would look like on some of the people covering them, if if particular people were covering them. Uh, by the way, I counted seven officiating tweets in the first quarter of the night. Just in case you're curious, seven by the same person. Um, drives me nuts, dude. I'm sorry, it does. It drives me. I can't take it. I can't take it. It kind of got mute though after the score was 42 six. Everybody just kind of let it let it die down. Um, well, that was my thing. I had people going, "How come you didn't write about officiating?" It's it wouldn't have mattered because it would have mattered if it was a close game, but it, it wasn't close enough to matter. Yeah. Um, but how about this? My man has a chance to walk it off with a hail mary from the forty, and he throws the bitch. 27 rows deep. Yeah. Like, cuz. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't count for three if you throw it through the goalpost. Yeah. Do, if you throw it through the goalpost, it does not count as three points. Like, what are we doing? I know. It's unbelievable. Just, oh, that killed me. So but I lost really that big one. Big kudos to Clark Lee and those guys. Seriously. That is a difficult it as really hell is. job. Good for them. And they've done, that's a remarkable job to, to keep plugging away. Yeah. Um, hey guys, I know that y'all think the refs suck, but look, I've been doing this a long time. There's nothing you're going to tell me that's going to make me not understand the refs suck one. But I also know that nobody wants to follow my side is that you can complain all you want to and the score's not changing. So, but I will tell you this, I know this for a fact happens. 
if you bitch about officiating publicly, you're going to get your ass burning next Saturday. Done that one. All right, that will happen. Just want to say that. Um, so pe- keep pe- tweeting because they're, they're looking. They're people. They will. I'm just telling you. Well, and especially That's when you just, especially just especially when they disagree with your assessment. Yes, if they disagree with it, that's why. That's why you and just they don't being the actual officials is what I mean. You know, and people don't understand this, but do you know why they find the coaches for bitching about officials? Because they know that the officials are people, and they don't want that to happen. That's why it's a whole fine, and they don't want you to do it because officials will make you pay for it. Uh, I have been the bad end of that before. All right, my easiest win of the day, really all weekend was I can't believe this line was the way it was, and I was kind of surprised you didn't pick it. I had UTSA minus 13 over Rice, and they won 41 to 7. It was 41 to nothing. It they was were, one that I had meant to pick. It just I, didn't I, do it. I never got organized. Yeah, because that, that had you written all over So it. I have a system. I look at some stuff on Tuesday. I look at some stuff on Wednesday, and then on Thursday morning after the regular podcast, I take about 30 minutes to an hour and pick what I'm going to go with. And I never got that 30 minutes to an hour on Thursday. In fact, I, I, did, I really didn't get it on Wednesday either because I was working the Kiffin stuff so hard. Yeah. Not, a, not an excuse. Just got away from the way I do it. And I knew I was in trouble. I mean, I'm literally looking for bets on Thursday during the show. Yeah. Failure. All right. And then the pick that I want to let you know this. I would like to also welcome all South Carolina fans back to the party. South Carolina fans have been missing for about seven, eight years. Didn't even know they existed. I have them in my own family. I'd like to say hello to Jeff and Megan, who will see you this Thursday in Chattanooga. Um, a lot of South Carolina fans in my family. Didn't know. I thought they had quit pulling for the Gamecocks. Amazing what a few wins will do, huh? But let me tell you something. After Cole put me on blast with the, uh, with the Tennessee tweet, dude, TikTok, every South Carolina fan – on the planet that has a TikTok account, let me know they're back. They they are there. They do exist. They do exist. Yep. They have been hammering me on uh, TikTok, which is great. I think it's funny. That stuff doesn't bother me. I think it's hilarious. So, South Carolina, welcome to the party, baby. And glad glad to see you guys are doing live and well. Uh, I can't say the same thing about Vanderbilt fans because I never I did not receive one tweet, one troll from one Vanderbilt person. Um, on my pick with Florida over the weekend, so I'm not so sure that there are Vandy fans alive and well. So I'm still worried about you, Vandy. So if I, I you're there, I think it's just been a minute since they were able to trash talk, and they just don't really know how. And if you're a Vanderbilt oh, fan, do you trash talk? Speaking of not knowing how to do it, all right, I did not realize this until my man Birch told me this today. So you know they rushed the field on Saturday, kinda. All right. <laughs> They were single file coming down the stairs. And look, they were single file line. And the security guards had their arms out and they were like, excuse me. And they just walked on the field very calm and peacefully. Like, hey. Surely they won't get fined. They I got hope. fined 250 grand because that's the third time they've been on the field after a game. The league fined them? League fined oh, them. Oh, come on. 250 grand. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Fun police. Get off my it's, lawn. It's Bandy. Just let them. Look, hey, do you look. know who find them? Do you know who find them? Greg Sankey. Nope. Who? The same people that complain about me saying fuck on this podcast. That's who find them. The no fun police. Oh. Uh, the get off my lawn police. I just think if you're Vanderbilt and you beat a team in the East that. Dude, was, if you win any game, let them, let them rush. Just, tear down the goalpost. Well, they're not even. Carry the goalpost down Broadway. Crack just, open a beer with Kid Rock. I mean, let's go. They're just walking out on the field and kind of walking around going. So, 
<laughs> how does this work? <laughs> because this doesn't really make sense. Did, hey, how was your chemical uh, bioengineering bio class? Did you do <laughs> Oh, I, I enjoyed it also. What are you doing tonight? Well, I'm studying. What are you doing? I'm studying. I mean, leave them alone. And you know what? You know why you better leave them alone? Because they're going to be, they're gonna all be of them are going to be our day. bosses one day. Just leave them. Leave them alone. Be we, nice to them. Don't harass Don't find them. my guys no. at Vandy. They didn't cause any problems. Nobody was harmed. Nobody was harmed. They didn't even, they didn't even hurt one of the blades of grass. Just leave them alone. It's turf, but. <laughs> no, it's grass now. Huh? They changed it? I think it's grass. Maybe it is turf. Even more. It doesn't then. matter. Leave, leave them, them alone. Leave them alone. Leave my guys alone. But. Uh, coming down the stairs in single file was was classic. Yeah, that was awesome. Come on, all right. And then I had the over in the, or excuse me, the under in the Ole Miss Arkansas game. Um, did you know that Ole Miss had seven hundred yards of offense? I heard <laughs> repeatedly. It was the answer to my question about was your team distracted? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lane cracks me up. Man. Hey, he's a beaut, I mean, man. He is a beaut. One week I don't give a shit, <laughs> and the next week, hey, we have 700 yards of offense. I had just came on here and talked about how awesome it was that he said, we don't care about that. We came here to win, and then he did that to me on Saturday. I was just like. Over man. and over and over like, again. Lane, 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 Lane. Just, you lost the game. Just stop. Stop. And the thing, people say, well, 700 yards is 700 yards. I get dude, it. Dude, 700 yards is a lot of yards. It's a lot. <laughs> and look, Arkansas's defense is bad. Yeah, but dude, that is a dude, that 700 yards is a lot of yards versus air. It is. And I mean, I'm not taking away from it. I'm just saying it's hard to come back and go, yeah, but the team you were playing, you, you don't think you don't think they lost a little of the intensity. Yeah, well, they had a ton and a half, right? Didn't they have like 300 change and a half? It was like 300. The problem was was turnovers and red zone. Red zone. They, like, dude, if you and he missed a field goal and. Because yeah. you can't stop it. They couldn't stop a nosebleed on the other side either. Right. And when you are kicking field goals and they're scoring touchdowns, no bueno. I'll tell you what. NFL team, give me any one of those three running backs on that field that night. I'm good. I said that Who do you think, if I, was, if I was the NFL GM out of those three, who do you think I'm taking first? Depends on what system I'm running, what type of team I'm running. It doesn't matter. I'm at any NFL GM. Who am I I'm taking I'm taking first? Judkins. I'm taking Evans. Are you? I am. I think he is a NFL can't miss. NFL in space when they can get him. It's the game so much out of the backfield yeah, now and all that stuff. Sure. And the thing that worries me about Quinshawn is, dude, it's the same thing with quarterbacks. And we're, we're talk, we'll talk about with Aaron Murray tonight too now. It's the same thing with those running backs. He doesn't run around people. He runs through them. Yeah. And you have a certain number that you can do that because them boys on Sunday will. And Sanders is a lot like Judkins, pretty yeah. similar back. I would probably – he's got probably better vision right now. I'm also comparing those two at the end of their career and Junkins at the at the beginning. Yeah, I think let's go three more years and see where it's at. But dude, Evans is a is a oh he's a beast. Those he, all three of those guys were just it was a pleasure to watch them all. Yeah, play. he's good. They all made some runs where you're like, whoa. All right, and then the last college line I had was we talked about the Iowa Hawkeyes. Have you talked about that game today? Yes. You talking about these Iowa Hawkeyes that you didn't bet on? Yeah, and I'm. They did it the most Iowa way ever. I mean, it was so Iowa. And I watched it happen, and I'm like, normally you would be so enjoying this, and right now you're frustrated by it, and this is all your fault. I had a really – it was an undisciplined day. I mean, I finished an undisciplined Saturday. At 1 o'clock in the morning, I ate a whole pizza. That's how undisciplined I was. Dude, I'm proud of you. I told you you slept better too. You, you got to get – you got to be able to reintroduce those carbs back in your system. What kind of pizza was it? 
What's your pizza go to? So I got pepperoni, sausage, and banana peppers with a side of jalapeno peppers. Dude, let me tell you something. Yeah, we're close in. I, I told I think I've told you this privately about I don't know ten years ago or so, maybe longer than that. I went with my wife. She has family in uh, Connecticut, New Jersey, up there. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And New Jersey, not Connecticut. And um, we went to a pizza joint up there. Pizza's really good. Mm-hmm. And I'd never had it before. We got pepperoni and banana peppers. Yeah. That has been my go-to from the last ten years. Yeah. Thin crust. Oh yeah. Pepperoni absolutely. and thin banana crust. peppers. Oh. If you're not eating pepperoni, banana pepper, thin crust, you're missing out. I mean, I got, that's I got, what I eat. I got thin crust Domino's, pepperoni, sausage, and banana pepper. I got the side of jalapenos because I didn't want every bite to have jalapenos. And okay. If you cook them in, yeah. everything tastes like jalapeno. It does. But if you have them on the side, you can sort of control that. And it was it was really good. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, all right, NFL. Can we talk about the NFL for a second? We got about five minutes. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Your boy, I went three, one, and one on our sheet, but I added two games and hit both of those. So in the last two weeks, personally, I'm thirteen, one, and one in the NFL in the last two weeks. I wish that would stop. I'm telling you, I got, dude, I, I got a feel for the NFL right now. Um, I hit. I'm trying to tell everybody this thing works. It worked again. The Ravens were thirteen point favorites. Yeah, and that you took that you almost hit. By the way, you got it was close. Down. Yeah. But take the under in games where there is a team favored by nine and a half points or more. Every single time I've bet that this year, it has worked with the exception of one time. Um, and it worked again. The over-under was like 40-something, and they scored 16 points in that game. Yeah. It was stealing. Um, I pushed on the Bears. Uh, GJ, I don't even see GJG in here today. Um his favorite team, the Atlanta Falcons. Dude, that's house. Do you know why that I was that really pissed me off? The Bears should have won that game outright. I listened dude, to a lot of it. Justin Fields got hurt, dude. Yeah. And once he, in the first half, he got he got thumped. Something happened to him. And he stopped running. And he just was a, a pocket passer. He tried to move a little bit in the pocket, but he did not extend any other plays in the second half, and that killed them offensively. Um because he's not a he, that's not what he is. Um and that killed that game, but they pushed. They were plus three that pushed. Me and you both lost. I was surprised. If I missed one, missed one, which we both did. Yeah. Dude, the Giants-Lions game took me by a total shock. That's yeah. the only game I've lost in two weeks, and that was, wasn't even close. Detroit suddenly getting a little interesting, kind of playing a little better going into this Thanksgiving Day game. And you know what the rule of thumb is? is you always take the Lions at home on Thanksgiving and the spread, but they're playing my Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I wonder if they're staying. No, they returned, and they're coming back. Really? Yeah. That's unusual. Usually they stay. Um, I took the Commanders minus three against Houston. They destroyed them. And our Bengals with a big dub yesterday covered against um, the Steelers. And Joe then, Burrow was really good. Dude, I'm telling you, hey, Joe Mixon got hurt a little bit. So you had – you were the whole second half without Joe Mixon and uh, Jamar, and Jamar Chase, Chase. And you can still do it. They're a dangerous team in the playoffs. They're starting to find it out, dude. I'm just telling you. Um, and then last night, personally, so I had the two I added personally is I added the Cowboys minus one and a half, that hit. And then I went against you last night a little bit because Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both active, so I took the Chargers plus five last night, and that hit. Dude, the, I, that's the team I feel the worst for. Chargers. When they're healthy, they're really good. Yeah. But they're beat up on the defensive line, so everybody's just lining up and running at them. I mean, they're giving up like five and a half yards of carry for the last four or five weeks. 
Um, but offensively, when Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are there, and you got Austin Eckler, and you got Campbell that stepped up, they're, they're and look, they're good, man. Um, but they just can't seem to get over the hurdle. Three oh eight. Some uh, early lines, NFL early lines. We got a game tonight, of course. The Niners. What is the line at right now? Niners minus ten. All right, I'm betting it. What is the over under? Forty something, right? Forty three. All right, I will take the under. Now that it was at eight, it went to nine. It's at ten now. Okay. I'm taking the under at 43. That fits my criteria. All right. Uh, we got the three Thanksgiving Day games. Buffalo is a nine-point favorite at Detroit. The uh, Giants, a nine-point dog at Dallas. And New England, a three-point dog at Minnesota, who got absolutely How about that game? the Cowboys. Cowboys look really good. Oof. Dude, how about this? Uh, what's his name? Uh, what's her boy's name? Parsons got dinged up. Man, Sam went in wreck shop. Well, you know, it's <laughs> Sam, and then they have other guys. They just kind of bring – they have a bunch of dudes who can get to the quarterback, and they just sort of let them take their turns. And they're, they're scary. The Sunday games, uh, Houston plus 12 at Miami. Uh, the Bears plus five at the Jets. The Jets, ooh. That was – Zach Wilson. Dude, I'm telling you. Zach Wilson. Dude, Bill Belichick will take you – like, he's got a – I mean, they're still the Patriots, and they're terrible on offense, but he's he's good enough on defense to take people away, and he did. How about the way that game ended and covered? Zach Wilson. Did you see the ending? Yeah, I did. And it covered. That made it cover. Ravens minus four at Jacksonville. Uh, Tampa Bay is a three-point favorite at Cleveland. The uh, Falcons mm. Falcons getting three and a half uh, at Washington. The Bengals head to Nashville, getting giving a point and a half to the Titans. That's an interesting game. Uh, Denver minus two and a half at Carolina. Another interesting game. Uh, the is Ra- it though? <laughs> yeah, the line is Raiders. Uh, Raiders getting three and a half in Seattle against the Seahawks. They finally got one yesterday. Yeah, Chargers giving three and a half at Arizona. Uh, the Rams getting fourteen and a half points at Kansas City. Take the under. Uh, the Saints getting eight at San Francisco. The Packers getting seven in Philly. That was see, this is where I'm mad at myself. The other game that I had written down and I was going to do was Colts plus seven out of one, but I I I, I didn't. Process. I've seen enough now. How, what what's their line this week? Eagles minus seven at home against the Pack. Gotcha. The Eagles. Hmm. The Eagles got lucky yesterday. And then the Monday night game, uh, Colts minus three at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, I'm down with that. Um. Drew asked, would y'all take Ole Miss minus five? I think somebody I saw where it was down to two and a half. I'll tell you where it is. Hold on. Uh, college football. Here we go. Um, got a couple Mac games tomorrow. Got um, And then on Thursday, Mississippi State's two. I put and, the fun lines on that sheet. Mississippi State's two and a half. Uh, a dog at Ole Miss. I'm probably taking Mississippi State unless Lane signs his extension before then. And the uh, the over under on that game is fifty nine. In the Ole Miss game, yeah, it's pretty good. Vegas like stayed a little bit because the uh, the the money line on Mississippi State's only one fifteen. Yeah, I mean, look, we can call it what we want to call it. That was a distracted team on Saturday. Yes, and it's not going to be if he doesn't sign his contract yes. and it's public before Thursday. It's going to be another distracted team. And Do you buy any of the Mike Leach rumors out there? That he's retiring? Yes. No. I don't either. Um, it would be news to me. 
I'm looking for uh, some other interesting lines. We'll just go through this very fast because uh, I'm looking for some money lines. I got to try to get a big a big hit. Uh, Baylor's plus two forty five at Texas. Um, Cincinnati's a two point favorite over Tulane. That should be a really interesting game in Cincinnati. Dude, Tulane, they're good, and so is Cincinnati. And then like that's a, so the that's winner a good of this game, game hosts against Central Florida, UCF, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah State's at Boise. There's nothing there. Central Michigan's at Eastern Michigan. Um, NC State's at North Carolina. NC State's plus 205. That was another upset. Georgia Tech upset North Carolina Saturday. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Arkansas is at Missouri. The Razorbacks giving three and a half. What's the under in that game? 56. I'm taking the under probably because Missouri can't stop the run. That's true. Of course, that's a different run. It is different. When KJ's out there. It is. Um, Nebraska is a 10.5-point dog at Iowa. You Iowa. like that one? Ten and a half, such a big number involving Iowa. It is. But it? Nebraska sucks. Who's going to be the next head coach at Nebraska? Matt Rule. Matt Rule. I got a dark horse for you. Okay. Gary Patterson. Really? Dark horse. Uh, UCLA's at Cal. UCLA giving ten. Uh, Florida is at. I like Chip Kelly. Wink, wink. Yeah, I know you do. I like Chip Kelly. Florida's at Florida State. Florida getting nine and a half. The money line there's plus three ten. If you think they could win in t- Tallahassee, I'm, I'm not sure. I do. It depends on who shows up. Michigan's at Ohio State. All right, what we got here? Michigan's a seven and a half point dog over under fifty seven. The Michigan money line. Plus 250. That's good. Um, Both teams were looking ahead. Here, Here's the thing. Here's, here's where I should have listened. Ben Mintz told me, Ben Mintz said, take Illinois in the points and take Maryland in the points. Both of those teams are going to be looking ahead. And I just forgot it. Michigan's got a problem, though. The running back got hurt. Yeah. Now, can he come back? He did not go in street clothes. That's a good thing. And it was a really weird deal. Did you see the injury? I did not. So he got he kind of get hit he gets hit on the knee it doesn't there's no movement and it looked like a very grazing blow, but like dude you thought the guy blew his knee out I don't know if he's I think he should be healthy, um, but that's gonna make all the difference in the world. Uh, let's see we got uh, South Carolina at Clemson South Carolina. Plus 14 and a half. If you believe that the Gamecocks could pull it off in Death Valley, they're a money line 480. What if I picked Clemson minus 14 and a half and just let South Carolina fans just melt me down for another week if they win? Carol- Dude, they were like, I'm talking about salty. Like they came out of nowhere, yeah. man. They've yet to play very well on the road. Yeah, no, they're I good at Williams Bryce. Can I give you my, can I give you my uh, rivalry theory? Sure. I think when you have teams like Clemson, teams like Auburn, Alabama, teams really like Ole Miss and Mississippi State is right now, and you look on your roster and you don't have a lot of kids on your – a lot of in-state kids on your team, I think that matters in these games. And Clemson probably doesn't have a ton of South Carolina kids. They have a little, but they're not. They're – but you look at – I think that's going to – I mean, in my opinion, I think that's why Auburn always plays Alabama close. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Illinois giving 14 at Northwestern. 
Purdue giving 10.5 at Indiana. I'm not touching that. Uh, a game that we'll all watch because if it's played, we'll all be cheering for the kids. Uh, Virginia getting a point at Virginia Tech. Did they play the game? There's a betting line on it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll, I did hear that. We'll all cheer for the Cavaliers. <clears throat> yeah, not, I did. not about football, but just yeah, no. people. Um, I did hear, I guess it was yesterday, or if they do play the game, I think Virginia Tech's going to kind of honor them with a senior day kind of deal for those kids because they missed out on their senior day this past uh, yeah. Sunday. I, I, yeah. Look, man, those are two classy programs run by classy people. and Well, everybody. Everybody that has a heart – there's some that don't, but yeah. But everybody that does will put everything ahead of football. Yeah, the they football should. is the football is so secondary. I, I just yeah, it's a bad deal, man. And I'm sure if Virginia Tech, if Virginia calls on Wednesday and says we just can't do it, they'll go. We understand. Yeah. And I don't know how in the world. I don't know how in the world you could get a group of kids unless they just want to play to honor their friends. Yeah. It's, it's tough, the, man. It's tough to get guys to. Focus and and I don't know. Yeah, be, I, be brutal. They they had a memorial service on Saturday. Uh, it was uh, it was a beautiful service. Uh, a lot of maybe that allowed them to at least think about start to start on, the healing but, process. But maybe part of the healing process is hey, let's play together one more time. Um, Army is at Mass, UMass, whatever. Uh, Old Dominion's at South Alabama. South Alabama giving sixteen points. Um, New Mexico State's at Liberty. New Mexico State money line's 1,500. Uh, Georgia Tech getting 35 at Georgia. <clears throat> I like it. Oh, I'm taking Georgia Tech in the points, yeah. but not to win the game. How's that money line looking? <laughs> there is no money line. Dude, Brent Key, man. Uh, Washington State and Washington. Good game. Washington's a two-point favorite. Vegas likes Washington State. The money line's only point uh, plus 110. I like that. Louisville getting three and a half at Kentucky. That's a plus 145 money line. Not a terrible bet there. Kentucky just woof. Uh, Auburn getting 22 at Alabama. The Auburn money line, if you want to roll the dice on Carnell Williams, is 1,100. Kind of like an Auburn in the points in this game. Uh, Oregon is at Oregon State. Oregon's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The money line is plus 140 on the Beavers. Minnesota's at Wisconsin. The Gophers getting three-and-a-half. Uh, Wake Forest is at Duke. Um, UTEP at UTSA. Tulsa Houston. Iowa State's at TCU. TCU's one last regular season shot. Southern Miss is at ULM. Go! That was earlier. Game's oh, over. I was getting all excited. The game's over. Oh, it's over? Who yeah. won? Tie. Oh. LSU's at Texas A&M. LSU's a 10-point favorite. The uh, A&M money line's plus 310. What would you – if I, before the season, I'd said end of season, <laughs> A&M money line plus 310. Here's one that I kind of <laughs> like. Here's a money line that I don't hate. I got one. I know what you're about to pick. Notre Dame. I, damn it. At USC. That's what I was going to pick. Uh, Notre Dame money line plus 185. Notre Dame a five-and-a-half-point underdog. We talked about Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Uh, line's 14. The Vanderbilt money line is 420. Uh, Not enough, Neil. Oklahoma's at Texas Tech. The Sooners giving two points on the road at Lubbock. Uh, Pittsburgh's at Miami. Kansas at K-State. Yeah. 
Some early championship lines, by the way. Clemson, a seven-point favorite over North Carolina. LSU, a 15-point dog uh, against Georgia. Fresno State, a four-and-a-half-point dog against Boise State in the Mountain West Championship. Well, Neil, I got to get you to a press conference. Yeah, I got I got to get moving and grooving. Thanks to our friends at uh, Rain. Yes. 300 milligrams, natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, <laughs> zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Total Body, at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. They're great people. Uh, in addition the to best. the product being awesome, they're great people. They've been super to us. We uh, are so appreciative to them for uh, all that they do for us. Speaking of being appreciative, thanks to all you guys for being in the thread, uh, for being with us. Please hit the like button. Uh, leave a review. Um, you can say what you want, but please give five stars. That helps. You can say, I hate you guys. You're hideous, but here's five stars. You can call us Auburn homers because I am one. They call you an Auburn homer. Let's see. I was, you I was, were in Arkansas. Dude, how did you get out of last week and not get attacked on your Arkansas fandom? I did get attacked. Did you? Yeah. Somebody the, get after you? On the message board. They get after you? Yeah, it was a heat of the moment stuff. How was your uh, – did you call the hogs? Saturday night? I mean, like 30 times or something. Did you wear the no. hat? Did you wear the, the the Razorback hat? I did not. In the press box? No. I mean, it was life-changing stuff. I wore, uh, I wore tan pants and a black sweater. Okay. Does tan and black go together? Well, it was kind of like, yeah, it, this went together. Okay. Um, what color shoes did you rock? Black. Okay. I uh, could not have been more neutral. Did you cheer for the officials too? Uh, I was cheering for the clock because, and then the game kept going, and I was like, "Hey, let's let's get a move on, fellas. Let's go. Let's let's get let's get this thing done." So uh, it was it was cold, even in an enclosed press box. The air was kind of coming through the windows a little bit, and so it got got a little chilly, but it was okay. Um, got down, did the did the post game. Got got back to I, my goal was to get back to the hotel by midnight. I missed it by five minutes. It was all good. All right, hey, all all my Auburn people in here, if you don't mind hitting that like button and that subscribe button because you're going to get all the real updates from my man Neil right here. Uh, make sure you come and join us. We're going to be Wednesday, right, 11 o'clock? Wednesday, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. We'll make our picks, have a little Thanksgiving fun. and uh, yeah. I'm not dressing up like a turkey. No. Well, a pilgrim. What if I dressed up like a pilgrim? That would be funny. I'm not a big dress-up guy. All right, Neil. All right. Thanks to everybody again. I appreciate you very much. We will be back on Wednesday with a uh, Make It Rain Wednesday edition. Make It Rain! Of uh, McCready and Siski. So for Tyler, I'm Neil. Until uh, Wednesday, you guys take care. We will talk to you, I hope, soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.